Hi, everyone, and uh, welcome back, I guess. Um, don't mind that. Uh, <clears throat> so I've been sitting on this episode for about two weeks now. We, we recorded it a while back, and uh, I have been a lazy fuck, so I haven't released it yet. But the time has come. Y'all need your content. Y'all need your back and bone show, and I'm here to provide it. Feed you baby birds. You just gotta be patient with me. Daddy's here. So this is a a really weird episode. <laughs> it doesn't really matter that I'm releasing it late because it doesn't have a lot of pertinent content to what's going on in society. Me and Matt really just kind of go on a tangent here, and it's a lot of fun. It's really more more than anything a throwback to um, those first couple episodes <laughs> where we. We're just throwing out our absurd antics and commentary and bringing up any weird, random conversations that we could think of. So, I want to thank you all for joining me and Matt, but he's not here to say it, so I get all the credit. You're welcome. Sit down, shut up, buckle up, pour yourself a drink, and have a good time. Enjoy the show. Shut up now. Big castle, I sue castle. That's come shabu. Let the party begin. Your ears, you keep, and I'll tell you why. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, man. I'm so embarrassed. I wish everybody else was dead. You know, I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing. But I'm really going to miss you guys when the show's over. Alright. Cool. Alright, we're back. And drunker than ever. Matthew? Welcome. Yeah. Rock on. Rock on, man. Back in bone. This is back in bone 20. Coming at you. How you feel about that? This Number is 20? 20. We're 20 years old, finally. Wow. Yeah, our next episode we get to drink alcohol. Do you remember your 20th birthday? No. No, what did I do on my 20th birthday? I had a party. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, had, I, was, I had a seizure a week before my 20th birthday. Okay. Yeah. Good times. And then I, I was partying a week later. I was probably hiding from my father somewhere in the house on my 20th birthday. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's like sadly walking around the house going, Keith, where are you? I no. just want to celebrate. And you're no. Hiding in the closet. No, no, no. Daddy. Is. It was, Please, it, no! It's more like he was lurking around the shadows with his crossbow, just uh, looking for something to, to, to snipe at me with. Uh, that was the thing your dad did, huh? He had a crossbow. He did have he? a crossbow. So one time, this is a great story. So this one time, I was working two jobs at the time. I was very busy. I had like um, and one part-time and one, one full-time. And I just got done with like a 14-hour like a day, and uh, I was wiped out. I come home, 
and all the lights are off in the house, and I um, don't turn on any lights for some reason. I just walk straight to my room, um, open the door, and then turn my light switch on here, and I close my door, and behind the door is my father with a crossbow pointing it at my face, and I just froze for a moment, and then he pulls the trigger. <laughs> it was what? not loaded. It just clicked. And I just had a moment there where I was just like, something about this is not surprising to me. <laughs> this is how that's, I'm dying. That's like the first scene in a horror movie. Right. Uh, it's like, what was that horror movie from the 80s? Like The Stepdad or something? Oh, Stepfather. Yeah. Stepfather. Yeah. yeah, with the guy from Nip Tuck. That's like yeah. the scene where like the dad first starts losing it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I scared you, didn't I? Wink. And then Wink. Like, yeah, it's like... By the end of the movie... He rampages everybody. Really, all my dad said after that was, like, pretty cool, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like, yep. And uh, ever since then, we've all been terrified of Crossbow Catrone. As a, I've never shot a crossbow. It's, I mean, I've never shot one either, but I can't imagine it's much different from shooting a bow and arrow and a gun mixed together. Yeah, we have a bow and arrow in the backyard of my house. Sometimes I'll just go out there and, yeah. I've been meaning to pick up, like, a cheap bow and just, like, shoot some shit. We got a lot of room in this backyard here, actually. I could set up a little target. Yeah. I would just be too afraid of, like, the bow going haywire. Sure. i lose an arrow. Yeah. My, uh, my brother, he had, a he had a really big, he had, like, a longbow. Mm. Uh, him and, him and uh, his friend Colin, uh, this is when he was doing a lot of drugs back in the day. You know, that's the sort of thing that people who are on a lot of drugs come across. Get into bows. Yeah. They, have you ever <laughs> seen Garden State? To, um, yes. There's like yeah. a really funny scene in that movie where they go to, uh, like one of his friends gets really rich because mm-hmm. uh, he invented a special kind of Velcro that doesn't make noise when you <laughs> pull it. And it's been like so super, long since I've seen Garden State. I just well, remember it was uh, Zach, Zach Braff. Zach Braff, yeah. It's yeah. actually a really funny movie. Yeah. His friend is like super bored. Yeah. So they go to his friend's like mansion, and he's just shooting bow and arrows into the air for fun. Mm-hmm. And then they have to like, as it's coming back down, they have to like dodge it. Yeah. But yeah, that's fucking hilarious. I just remember the scene where he runs into that guy who was like his friend from high school. He gets like pulled over by the cop, and he's like, right, yeah, he's yeah. like, hey, last time I saw you, you were doing lines of coke off the. Yeah. <laughs> off and he the has that conversation. The that, like, guy's like, yeah. And- Everybody has had that conversation yeah. at one point with their high school friend. Yeah, it's like, sooner or later, we all got to grow up, right? Yeah. yeah. Time to grow up. Yeah. So Matt is uh, repeatedly letting me down. I've been desperately trying to get this guy to watch Wolf Cop. And we were going to review it this time. I watched yeah. 18 minutes of Wolf mm-hmm. Cop. It was before bed the other night. Strange nightmares. Um, I... From what I surmised, so I apparently I missed all the good shit because I haven't got that deep into it yet. Well, the movie doesn't even really start until he becomes the wolf cop, which <laughs> I, he hasn't I, even gotten to that. I yet. haven't seen him become the wolf. Yeah, I did watch the transformation earlier on YouTube, and it was okay. actually a surprisingly good transformation. No, scene. what I what I was gonna say about it because I rewatched it because I knew we were gonna talk about it was the 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 it has surprisingly good production value. Like, yeah. For, for a super low-end movie with no famous people in it, the the production of it is pretty good. The camera work... Well, uh, the, there's, there's, there's a weird thing with horror movies nowadays where 
horror movies nowadays that don't have as big of a budget almost in some ways look better than the ones that do have a big budget because sure. the ones that do have a big budget entirely rely on CGI yeah. and it takes away from it whereas the lower budget ones have really really good practical effects yeah and that's what I mean like that's what you're going to get out of this kind of movie um Wolf Cop is in no strict terms a good movie it's the it's not great acting um, it's not a, a, a moving script or anything. Nothing about it's really going to like change your life. What you're getting is an, an 80s horror-influenced, super campy film that is all visceral. There's no deeper meaning behind any of the lines or anything that happens in it. It is just a straight, like, it is, it is, it is. It is a masturbatorial experience watching this movie. It's just for the enjoyment of it. It's very much a spiritual successor or sequel, if you will, to Teen Wolf. No. Wolf Cop is what Michael J. Fox grew up to be. I disagree in every every (laughs) conceivable sense. All right. It's not like that at all. It's, but that's what I wish it, it was. Right. That's not what you're getting. <laughs> Don't listen to him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He they, hasn't even seen the movie. They did come out with a Teen Wolf, too. It's... Yes. And it had Jason Bateman as Teen Wolf. That was Jason Bateman was in Jason Teen Wolf, Bateman too? Jason Bateman in Teen Wolf, too. he's doing the, uh, the boxing yep. everything instead of basketball. Jason Bateman. Yep. That's been so long since I've seen Teen Wolf, too. Like, that, I know, that me takes too. me back. Um... God, I had no idea it was Jason Bateman. How funny! It was is like that? one of his first roles. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as Wolf Cop goes, like I, as a, as as a, as a fan of ultra violent, campy films, I think like a lot of you guys can can get something out of it. Um, there's one scene where they're cleaning up, uh, they're cleaning up the bodies from a from a bar, a bar bathroom, and. Uh, they pull pull a face up out of the sink and it's just the guy's face. (laughs) Actually, multiple people get their entire faces ripped off in that movie. And I like that. That's just a big part of the wolf cop character. Yeah, no face removal. Um, There's one guy gets his face ripped off in a, in a meth lab and it gets thrown at the car that, you know, the sidekick is sitting in. It's kind of like a MacGruber's throat rip. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's his signature. Gruber will rip your throat out. Wolf Cop will rip off your face. <laughs> McGruber. I had my uh, brother-in-law had never seen McGruber. Uh, so like, it's, it takes a couple tries to really get anything out of that movie. I thought it was hilarious the first time <laughs> I watched it. I love McGruber, so I recommended it to him because he's just his sense of humor is very much like he's into just like the very. Uh, you know, like the Will Ferrell, like just the real goofy, like yeah. silly humor. And uh, so I recommended MacGruber to him, and I told him, I was like, it's going to be your favorite movie of all time. And it's like literally his favorite comedy yeah. of all time. He fucking was dying well, laughing. Speaking of uh, Will Ferrell, have you seen Between Two Ferns yet? No, I was going to watch that. I just you, watched uh, it the other night. It was really good. Yeah. I, it was, it, I, I thought it was going to be like... I thought it was going to be just a bunch of, like, interviews, like how he does that. That's what I thought it was going to be, too, yeah. No, it's like a full-blown mockumentary. Okay. Like, it has them, it has them like, going across the country and stuff. It's pretty funny, like... Well, it's funny, when I was Will on Will Ferrell my... plays this, like, overblown, like... 
he plays himself, but the character he plays as Will Ferrell is like this almost like Texas oil tycoon, like out of his mind guy rides around on a fucking motor scooter and shit. <laughs> and he's just like talking shit to everybody. He's fucking hilarious. I'm going to have to watch that. When I was on my way to work this morning, uh, they had a clip from that movie where Zach Galifianakis is interviewing Breed Larson. Yeah. And he asked her, like, I was fucking dying laughing. Because he asked her, um, he at the he just randomly asked her. He's like, "When did you get your first period? What <laughs> no, was that like?" He asks her. <laughs> he asks her. Um, he says, "Like I uh, before the interview, I read that you uh, are are not comfortable with, or like you you prefer not to be asked any questions that make you uncomfortable. So I'd just like to say real quick, when did you get your first period?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man. I'm trying to remember the one that fucking killed me. I, I, I love that style of, uh, like that, uh, almost like the Sasha Baron Cohen style. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that Very, style of comedy. Nothing makes me laugh harder than yeah. that. Like, when I saw, uh, Bruno in theaters, mm-hmm. it killed me. Like, I was, might have been the hardest I've ever laughed in theaters. Yeah. I never, I never saw Bruno. You didn't see Bruno? No, I, I find I love Sasha Baron Cohen. I think he's really funny. He's like a really gifted actor and everything. Uh, I I think he's like he's a little hard to swallow. I'm like never really in the mood for that. That like, is the perfect analogy for Bruno. <laughs> yeah. Like literally. Yeah. Because that movie is filthy. Yeah. Just filled with male nudity and like mm-hmm. nonstop bombardment of just. It is so. It's a, it's ultimately distasteful in the best kind of way. It's like, distasteful beyond your wildest yeah. belief, imagination. Like it, it is, it couldn't even be released today. Yeah, it really couldn't. Yeah, like the, <laughs> and I I really appreciate that. I respect that. I think that shit like that should be out there pushing boundaries and shit. But I'm just not like hardly ever in the mood for that. Right. I don't really just want to put that on when I'm just like chilling after work or something. There's a scene in the movie where he has Paula Abdul come and talk about charity work that she's mm-hmm. doing. And he just recently moved into his house. So he doesn't have furniture. And there's some Hispanic gentlemen outside doing landscaping work. Mm-hmm. So he pays one of them to come inside and become a chair. <laughs> so this Hispanic, this little like 60 year old Hispanic man is on all fours and Bruno's like, Hey, have a seat. Paula <laughs> Abdul sits on this man. And like, it's just the funny, it's just full of shit like yeah. that where he just makes these celebrities so insanely uncomfortable. Yeah. That's fucking great. Uh, yeah. The Ali G show just in general was, yeah, that, like, the Ali G show was ridiculous. Yeah. Like where all those characters came from originally, I think like a lot of people haven't actually seen that because that goes a little no, too deep. Ali, Ali G was. I remember. I still remember the first time I uh, I saw that. I just didn't know what it was. Right. I didn't know whether we, it was we, scripted or it was. Supposed, yeah. You know, I didn't. I wasn't really exposed to that style of comedy at that time, so I just didn't even know what I was watching. We got them all on Netflix back when Netflix was like a delivery service, so we had mm-hmm. uh, we had them all all sent to us. It was. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, so we watched them all in order like that. You know, you know what prob- was probably the first show that I watched that had that type of humor, that type of sketch comedy was The Man Show. Really? Yeah, it's because I guess they yeah. would do a lot of skits where they would go out and interact with mm. real people. I can't right. honestly think of any other show 
that I would watch at that age prior to that where they would do that that frequently? No, I don't think there was a lot of call for that back then. I think that more or less started in the Man Show era. Yeah, I know that there was, you know, probably well, that, plenty of shows prior to that that did that, but that was just the first one that I had seen. But uh, it wasn't necessarily the end, but it was sort of that was more or less the beginning of the end of like the sitcom era, right? Like yeah. we're we we have we've drifted pretty far from that, and there still are sitcoms, but they're they've the ones that we have now have evolved so much that they're not really like like a standard sitcom anymore. No. Like nobody watches no. any of the, the regular sitcoms that are out that I know of. They, um... They, uh... You know, I think The Man Show deserves a lot more credit for... I don't know. That show... I've gone back and watched some of those skits and they're just so funny. Mm-hmm. Like The Man Show Boy, some of the stuff they would have him do. It's um, been so long since I've watched The Man Show. I, like... I'm I didn't even think, watch it a lot back back when it was new. So. I'm trying to think of a good example of a... Uh, they would just do some really... Like, they had uh, this one where Adam Carolla actually was... Uh, you know, he used to be, like, a contractor. Mm-hmm. So he has a really good knowledge of all things, tools and mm-hmm. cabinetry and all that shit. So they had him... Um, they had this skit where they would have Adam Carolla work at, like, a Home Depot... And mm-hmm. then all of, you know, if you've ever been into a Home Depot, all the guys who are coming in there, they're like, they know, right, they know exactly what they're getting, they're yeah. like on a mish, right? Yeah. And he would basically go up to them, and then he would try and stump them on, like, what they were looking for, and he would right. come up for, he, and he was really experienced, so he would basically suggest ways that they could do it better, and, like, he would kind of almost just, like, you know, what's the uh, word, like, a, uh, it's like he's challenging emasculate them, them yeah. or, you know, he would, he would, uh, like undercut them and shit. Yeah. 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 I vaguely remember that. I kind of, I kind of remember that. Have you ever seen, uh, Adam Carolla's movie that he made? Um, the hammer, the hammer. Yeah. It was basically just his story. It was about him being a contractor that boxed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The hammer. Yeah. I've watched that movie like twice. I just watched it like a year ago. because one of a a friend of mine was like, they're really into Adam Carolla, and they played it. It's, like, uh, if you like Adam Carolla, it's definitely a decent movie. It's not bad. Um, yeah. It's kind of like a like a feel-good, semi-romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's kind of... Dude, something... Just, there's just some actors, all right? They just shouldn't be in the romantic role. He's too ugly. You're just not buying that, man. <laughs> And sorry, Adam Carolla, you, you know, you just, we're just not buying yeah, that just role, not buying I'm also not buying all those people he was knocking out, but at the same time, I have heard that he's actually, like, got a really, really hard Have cross. you seen videos of him hitting myths and stuff? Uh, I haven't, but I, I've, I've heard people talk about it. He's, I've heard that he's, like, super legit. Yeah, he like, can box, like, for like, sure. Yeah, like, he's, like... There, there's a video online, actually. a serious, high-level boxer. He is. There's a video online of him, uh... But when you just look at him, like, physically, you're looking at him, like... You would never get... I have a hard time with this. I know, I know. There's a video online of him holding mitts for uh, Uriah Faber. Mm -hmm. He had him on his podcast. Yeah. Dude, he's he's super legit. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. Right. It was I was shocked. Well, that was what I've heard, and that's why the, when you watch that movie, it's like yeah, like it's it's the equivalent, it's based on him. Basically, it's the equivalent yeah. to when you see Joe Rogan, you know, spinning back kick a fucking yeah. bag for the first time, and you're like, what? You're like, oh shit! Fuck, I had I no fucking know, idea. Yeah, I didn't know Joe yeah. Rogan had a better spinning back kick than anybody in the UFC. Yeah. Like that's how it is when you yeah. see Corolla hit mitts. You're like, fuck. Yeah. It's yeah. Quite impressive. It's, it's it's real shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, what were we just talking about in the house? We were talking about uh, Child's Play. Yeah, Child's, Child's Play. Play. Yeah. So the new Child's Play movie, a lot of people really hated it, and I understand where that came from. I think people were really uncomfortable with the, you know, spoilers, by the way, if you haven't seen it. We're going to be talking about some shit that happens in the movie. Uh, a lot of people really hated um, the like the rebooting of it. It was a totally different style of movie. One, like the first like 40 minutes of it, nothing scary happens. It's just like, it's like it's a kid developing a relationship with, with his doll. <clears throat> and it's like an AI thing that is, um, there's no like demonic possession or anything. And I get that that originally kind of made the, the, the original one scarier that, Chucky was like after his his soul, like he wanted right. like he wanted to steal his body, and you know, well plus the chant, the original yeah. give me the power, you know, it's yeah, like right, right, whole chant. It was a whole different, it was a whole different feel, and then this one was a, it was an AI horror, which is timed pretty good for society because that's you know what everybody's fucking talking about is like AI gonna ruin our lives or save us or whatever, but. Uh, it's also kind of already been done. That was what I had against it. Like the whole, you know, AI going wrong. What are some of the big ones that, um, I mean, there's Obviously, so many. I robot. Yeah. I was going to say you could really where, just, where Will Smith whole... defeats technology well, was all that by the, himself. Was that the first time though, where it had ever been done in a, in a horror movie as opposed to like action? AI? Yeah. Um, it's mostly usually action and like thrillers that it's been done in, right? I feel like it. I'm trying to. There's got to be another. I'm trying one, to remember though. some like old ones though, because like you know the 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 idea of AI was like it's like 70 years old. Yeah, like, it's been around. It's been like discussed and worked on f since like the 50s. So yeah, you could go. I mean, you could go pretty go deep. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could even just go to like a fucking you know 2001: A Space Odyssey. Mm -hmm. oh, there you, you go. Could go you can go super far back. 2001 A Space Odyssey does have some elements of, like, horror to yeah. it, too. It's not strictly, like, an action sci-fi movie. It has... It definitely feels like... It's like any other Stanley Kubrick movie. Yeah. It's its own thing. Yeah, it's dark. I mean, he, he knows how to make things horrifying in a different way. Yeah. And just like that... I, I always really liked that shot in 2001 A Space Odyssey where you have the, um, I can't remember the fucking guy's name, but you have the main character. Dave. Dave. Yeah, you've got him laying in that what room. What are you doing, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> and you've got him laying in that all-white room at the end of the movie with mm -hmm. all the statues and, like, even just something like that is weirdly scary because, like... It's very just, um... To see this old man at the end of his life, laying in this, like, perfectly clean, manicured room with these statues and all these... It's it's almost like juxtaposing that image of, like, having all of your material surroundings being perfect, but your body is still going to age and decompose just like mm -hmm. any other... Right. You know, that's like the, un, the, the reality of that. Sure. Um, yes, but there's also something just unsettling cinematically about that image like mm -hmm. that's something kubrick was always really good at is just like placing things in this unrealistically perfect way that right. you just feel like you're you're not looking at something real like well he was so meticulous with his detail that everything mm -hmm. was made to look 
like a painting, basically. Right. I was going to say mean, that. You feel like you're looking at a painting, but it's yeah. real things, and it, it was puts all you. Yeah. Per, there was a. They actually have. There's this thing on YouTube. God, what is that called? Um, is it Cineflix or something like that? But this thing on YouTube where they'll break down just movies and movie frames and all sorts of different shit, but. They did one on Stanley Kubrick, and they were talking about how he's a master of that, and how he's a master of like taking the camera and putting it right where it needs to mm-hmm. be to get a specific feel out of a, a scene or a frame. And That's they were talking weird. about um, his most hated movie was Barry Lyndon, which mm-hmm. was like a fucking uh, I don't even know what it was about. To be honest, I never watched. I never it. watched I've it. I've only yeah. seen parts of it. I've seen uh, um, I've seen the poster. Or yeah, it's just it's, like, it has all like these, a like, leg English. and a gun. Yeah, it's like, got yeah. All, Barry Lyndon's got all these like English, like aristocrats, like you know. Just, yeah. Um, but it looks like boring. A, but I don't know. Well, but there's well, there's a scene, and I think that's what kind of what they said. But there's a scene in the movie where, um, you know, they're they're it's they're at a candlelight late at night, and I think they're playing like cards or something, having some drinks, and there's these two characters sitting across the table, a woman and a man sitting across the table from this other man. And this other man who's sitting across the table is banging the wife of the guy. Of course, why and, wouldn't he be? Right, so the whole idea, though, is how masterfully he's able to kind of position things to where you know and they kind of know. But, like, you know what I mean? It's one of yeah. those small, really subtle kind of things that he does. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, I think it's called Cineflex. Really you know, stuff like that. there's so many... Of those yeah. things, like, YouTube is just saturated with shit like that. That's like, all I really watch now. Yeah. 99% of the time I'm watching YouTube. My really? attention span has been demolished just, you, you, by, you, by you, the internet. Your attention span has been annihilated. Yeah. From Yeah, I mean... I, I'll still sit down and watch a show, but I'm, it is I. it takes effort for me to sit down and watch a TV show or a movie now. Really? It really does. It, I, uh, I... I prefer that. Like, I prefer, like, I'm, I'm the opposite. I want to put something on and I'm, I don't want to have to change something. And I want I, it to stay on and absorb me. Right. Let me get into this. I, I can still do that if I go to a movie theater or something mm. like that. But if I'm at home, it's just, there's so much temptation where my iPad's right there and I just want to pick it up and check yeah. it. And I mean, I hate that I do that, but it's, it's literally to the point where me sitting down and getting through an entire season of a TV show is the equivalent to the level of uh, focus it would have taken me a few years ago to sit down and finish a book. You know, where I have to, like, isolate myself and do it. And it's so weird. uh, I never thought I would get to that point, but... You need to smoke some fucking weed, man. I probably (laughs) You just Um, need to chill the fuck out, turn your brain off, and smoke some fucking weed. Yeah. You know, after a long day of, like, working out and training people and working, you don't feel like, you know, I just want to put something on and, like, disappear into it for a while. I do that, but I do that with YouTube videos. And I do, like, ten but minutes. But you gotta fucking change them every ten minutes. I know, it's but, like, dude, you should see the shit I watch. I watch fucking... My, my wife must think I'm the biggest dork on the planet. I watch action figure reviews. That is horrible. That's the <laughs> like, worst thing I've ever heard. And I don't my, even... I still collect action figures. My nephew... I'll always be a collector, but I'll watch these videos where these guys unbox these figures, and they're breaking down, like, points of articulation and the paint job. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's gotten so bad. And I appreciate you, but, like, it's wrong. <laughs> I know. Uh, my nephew watches uh, videos of fucking garbage truck drivers just driving around. 
He's oh yeah, you know, laughing his ass off. Kim told like, me that yeah. your nephew's like super into garbage trucks. He likes garbage trucks. Well, he likes Weird. garbage in general. Like he likes the trash cans. He likes. Uh, he'll tell you everything about where that shit's going. If you if you go see him, the first thing he'll ask you is uh, is what is your garbage company. Where have you ever sat down with him and tried to ask him like where this fascination comes from or no? Yeah, I mean he's like how I don't want to encourage it. Question. <laughs> yeah. I want him to get away from garbage how old trucks. Is he? he is five. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't know. He doesn't know why he likes yeah. garbage. He's just like I like fucking garbage. He just fucking likes garbage, man. I don't know. Hmm. Well, uh, we'll get it sorted out though. That is a very odd. Uh, fascination yeah i don't i don't know where it came from he just suddenly one day he just saw garbage and it was like this is it this is the thing this is wow which you know uh he could totally be a garbage man they make a good living you know that's (laughs) that's nothing wrong with that ambition yeah what what makes you happy if you brought him to a landfill or something he loves the landfill Wow. Yeah, he loves it. It's his, I hate the It's his spot, dude. Everybody who is a rational human being hates the landfill. I remember having like to go shit. with... Oh, it's awful. I remember having to do these jobs with my dad when I was like 18, 17. But you're not a five-year-old who's obsessed with garbage. No, but I remember having to do these jobs where we'd have to go back and forth to the landfill to drop off all this fucking trash, and it was just so shitty. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of a shittier place to be. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, it literally just smells like shit. There's probably a lot of actual shit that is getting yeah. dumped there amongst all the garbage. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we went there. We had to do a couple dump runs recently, and that was pretty rough, man. That was gross. Um, but it is nice. It's like isn't it's like it, ripping off a Band-Aid, getting all that trash out of here. Isn't it crazy that there's parts of, like, Africa and some of these other like third world countries that are like they're just basically the whole city is a landfill yeah yeah have you ever been to el paso no that's it (laughs) (laughs) for those of you listening in el paso is a toilet yeah yeah Uh, i drove through el paso one time uh really polite smiling man uh at the gas station just tried to get in our car he was very nice about it we had to inform him they this was not his vehicle um, it was like driving past, like, we didn't, to be fair, we didn't hang out anywhere in El Paso. I didn't get a good feel for it, but as we were driving through it, it, there was like a whole mountainside of like little shacks and shit that people were living in. It looked like a third world country. It was pretty. That's, that's the thing about the more other places I go to visit out of state, the more I realize like, man, California actually is a really nice place. Yeah. You kind of take it for granted growing up here, but it's like... Well, it's expensive. It's hard it to get by out here. Yeah. You know? But, um, you're, I mean, essentially what you're paying for, you're literally, I guess, just paying to live here. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's what it is. That's literally what it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're putting up with all the other Californians to live here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, it's rough out there, man. There are places like El Paso that... You just don't want to go to. And people fucking live out there. Yeah, why would they cheat? I don't know. I just It just sounds shitty to me. It sounds hot. Yeah. Humid. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm going um, to Florida in a couple weeks. I've never been mm, there before. Florida's cool. Um, I went to... I, I only really hung out in Miami just during a, during a layover on a flight one time. And it was just like... It was like... 
I had a wet sweater wrapped around my face. Mm. The humidity is just so thick. Like, Sounds wonderful. Yeah, it was. Well, it was it was interesting for definitely like a change of climate. Like it yeah. it was so different that it really makes you realize like how different the weather and climate can be. Right. Yeah, and, and it was it was sunny. It was warm. It was nice, yeah. but the humidity was just so crazy. It was. I, it was it was like thick. It was like heavy. That's the like, most fascinating thing about the United States is the fact that uh, basically everywhere you go, I mean, every state is like its own little country, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like we just got back from Santa Fe, New Mexico, and that's not the same place as when we went to Chicago. Those are two vastly different places that may as well be different countries. There is a pretty enormous distance between the two places, so you would think. Well, yeah. But it's just, they're just, even the, I don't know. Like, well, we, uh, we went to Portland, all right? We went to Portland. Yeah. If you guys haven't been to Portland, it's just all white people. Sounds like a paradise. <laughs> I was, I was uh, the most culturally diverse motherfucker there. Yeah. We went to that airport and I was like, holy shit, this is weird. This is like, this is like uh, San Luis Obispo. But everywhere is like there you that. go there you go white people He's Portland that's where you go to uh to escape your <laughs> adversity escape, escape the diversity you go to escape your diversity there you go, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, if you're tired of being persecuted white people by all these people of color go, <laughs> go to Portland uh, there used to be this there was a podcast I was listening to that was really interesting and they were talking about how. It's weird because Portland is like the most, you know, supposedly the most fucking progressive. Like, you know, you walk into restaurants in Portland and they've got like well, the sign that says, We accept everyone here. Yeah, but there's like, only white people to accept. Right. They, so. <laughs> they really go out of their way. Yeah, but then they've got. But also, like, how many places have you been to in the last 20 years that did not allow someone in for their race or. Yeah, ethnicity or anything. I mean, it's not like you see that happen. Isn't that a lot. the ironic thing about it? Is yeah. like, all right, you've got a place like Portland where they're known for being so a hey, place anybody right? can come in here. It's like, yeah, anybody can go into a Starbucks too. But it's, <laughs> it's kind of like, all right, you're doing it in Portland. Well, whoop de fucking do. So yeah. every other place here. Yeah. If you now, if you walk into a place in fucking bumfuck Arkansas mm. that has a sign like that, now that's impressive. That might mean something. That's yeah. progressive. But uh. Portland sucks, dude. Of all the places I've ever visited, that was by far the most boring. Really? I always hear such good things about Portland. It's really such a fun place. Okay, first of all, it was fun in the sense that... I mean, shit, if you like coffee shops, I guess. There were some good places to eat, so that was cool. But, I mean, places to eat there are like theme parks. You're waiting in line for like an hour and a half. Really? There you go. Yeah. Everywhere is a wait. Mm-hmm. And then you walk around, and the city's just not that cool. You've got fucking homeless people everywhere. Have you ever been to the Tenderloin in San Francisco, which is we talked about brutal. that brutal? <laughs> That's like there's whole chunks of Portland that are that. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. I yeah, and it's just and like sorry, I don't want to sound like a dick, but. I just don't want to be around homeless people all the time. Nobody does. Homeless people don't want to be around homeless, homeless people. Homeless people don't even want to be around homeless people. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, it just wasn't that fun. I don't know. It was kind of it was like a way shittier version of Seattle. Was Seattle say, was really cool. Seattle's cool. Yeah. I, I like I like Washington. Um, Seattle, you that's, know, that's a place that you gotta have uh, they gotta have a lot of white people in too though, because they're the only yeah. ones who could survive. You don't have uh, vitamin D. Well, son, there's a thing that um, the podcast I was listening to. I got off of this, but Portland apparently used to be like they literally would not allow black people in. That was like a thing in Portland for a long, okay. long time. That's probably why they have signs on the, right. <laughs> the doors now. They literally were not allowed. So I think that's what happened. Is yeah. They went so long where they were so oppressive and they were so they just went the fucking other way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Seattle was fucking cool. Like if you're if you have plan on going to Portland, just cancel that ticket and go to Seattle instead, yeah. and you get all the cool kind of progressiveness you would get from Portland. Just go a couple a extra miles bigger there. city. Yeah, yeah, that's way fucking cooler. Because mm-hmm. um, Seattle was... Space Needle? Yeah, and well, make sure you go the right time of year, too. We went in September and it was like it only rained one day. It was really nice. But um, Unless you want to go there for the rain and the snow, you know? Nobody wants that. Fuck you. I like it. I'm good. I like <laughs> when it rains here. True. Their okay. rain is Good different point. than yeah. our rain. Good point. What um, about the snow, dude? The snow. snow sucks. The snow. snow. The snow is so overrated. We went to Mammoth last December. Well, it was fucking shitty. It's great to visit the snow. Like, if you're just going to go up to Big Bear or something, like, that's real nice. We went for five days of Mammoth. Uh-huh. Um, we skied on the first day. Skiing? Mm-hmm. It was okay. Not my favorite thing in the world to do. It was fucking freezing balls on that mountain. Mm-hmm. My toes and my fingers felt like there, and I was fully layered. Like I was, I had the the hand warmers and everything, mm-hmm. but it was so ungodly cold. And just having to put the I snow just, chains I on your car. I just see you up there in your in your in your spats and your Dude, and your your I, wind resistant. I top. I with your shorts over your spats. <laughs> I shredded that mountain like fucking Freddy Krueger. I fucking shredded. Sore. He's surgical. I was with surgical his ski. on that snow. Yeah. I tore through that snow on those skis. But with that being said, I was over it after like a day. Mm-hmm. Um, once you'd mastered skiing, what once more I became a skiing expert, I was good, <laughs> and it was perfectly juxtaposed because in December we went to Mammoth. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Like I said, a little too cold, a little too snowy. Then we went to Hawaii in April. And I was sure. like, Hawaii shits on Mammoth. Mm-hmm. There's, n- I'm sorry, but tropical vacay in a place like that, there's no comparison well, between well, yeah, a cold man. vacay. So much better. But you can also drive to Mammoth today. Like, yeah. <laughs> Hawaii is a little bit more of a skip if you uh, wanted to get For there. For sure. Yeah. And I got a heat rash in Hawaii, and that sucks. And it's also kind of. You and your heat rashes. I'm always your getting Hawaii heat rashes. Hawaii heat rash, your fucking Santa Fe heat rash. Can't it's gross, man. I'm probably going to get a heat rash when I go to Florida in two weeks. You're probably getting a heat rash right I'm now. It's hot Just thinking about it right like, now, I'm getting a fucking heat rash. It's probably a good, like, 85, 90 degrees in here. Yeah. Give you a heat rash? Yeah. I might have a heat rash. I'm developing one. Why are you wearing a sweater? It's really warm in here. Uh, I don't know. I look like I'm 300 pounds right now with this on. Like, look at the way I just I have melt. no idea what the hell you're talking about. Do I just go like this? Or I just melt into the couch? How fat does Matt look? I go like this. Can we get some, get some comments? 
big old boy. Matt needs a little motivation to get back in the gym. He's really slipping right now. His, oh. his, his abs are only like a little bit showing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's trying to show them through his sweater right now with his, with his excess breathing. Mm-hmm. But he's really disappointing me. And uh, <sighs> I, I, you know, I, I hold a lot of weight in my self-confidence through Matt vicariously. So I want everybody to, to send some comments on how fat Matt looks. Like, look at his face. Look at, look at those cheeks. Yeah. Poofing out. This shit. Mm-hmm. Just a tub of goo. Yeah. Learn yeah. like that at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting more and more uncomfortable as this podcast progresses. Um, I missed all the fights. I missed all the all the all the fights since you our didn't last see podcast. The... I didn't see Gaethje and Cowboy. Uh, I thought they were going to play that at the. Uh, it's they uh... were at my work, and they didn't. It um, happened. I wasn't really surprised. It kind of happened as I thought it would. Didn't Gaethje just beat the shit out of him? I th- that's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. Just, just yeah. Gaethje just. Well, then remember we did a podcast we, prior to that fight we, where I said it's either going to be Donald Cerrone like picking him up. One of two things is going to happen: either Donald Cerrone's going to win, or Justin Gaethje's going to no, win. I got a little more detail <laughs> than that. I said if Cerrone wins, he'll be picking him apart for fucking however many rounds. Yeah. If Gaethje wins, it's just going to be a steamroll. Yeah, yeah. Well, we kind of talked about it. I remember saying that, like, after... Um, you, you're doing some shit with Siri over there. Oh, what? I, I remember saying that after uh, that demoralizing loss to uh, Ferguson, when he was doing so well, I didn't know if that was going to derail him. And I don't know if that's what happened. I haven't even seen the fight, but, I, I mean, basically... Personally... I don't think it's that. I think that there's just certain styles of fighters that Cerrone just doesn't do mm-hmm. well with. You know? Yeah, those really like fighters, fighters like yeah. less less athlete, more fighter. Gaethje, I was I was reading a um, interview with him this morning where he was talking about how he feels like his in fact, what do do? Everybody has said this, but. He was saying that he feels like his style is like the perfect style for Khabib. Khabib. And he was talking about, yeah. I don't even know what he was talking about. Obviously. But he did make some good points. And he was talking about, because he was an NCAA Division I All-American. And he was talking about. Not enough for Khabib. He was talking about how his, the specific style of wrestling that he was an All-American in was folk style wrestling. Oh, okay. Where. Um, it's it's different than freestyle. Yeah, uh, folk style is weird. I don't even know the rules for folk style. It's, he basically, what he said with folk style is it's not like in freestyle you'll give up your back and just go belly yeah. down, and you know you lose a point or whatever the case is. But with freestyle, he said it's way more wild and like scrambly. Yeah, folk and, style. Uh, I mean, folk style. Yeah. yeah, folk style is way more wild and scrambly. And he just said that the specific style of wrestling that he does. He thinks would give. Well, isn't that a, that's what uh what Ben Askren is, right? He's yeah. folk style. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the rules of folk style. I've never done folk style. I've done a little bit of Greco-Roman. I've done uh, I've done some freestyle. Most of my wrestling is collegiate rules. Um, collegiate's I, really scrambly. Collegiate is 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 pretty scrambly but when i uh, hear folk style i picture a giant hillbilly me too <laughs> a teenage boy 
and him just squirming on the fucking ground. No, no. And Not this hillbilly is rock hard, just fucking just a giant grind that thing in there. A giant fucking yeah. hillbilly. This me um, little wiry teenage boy. That's how he gets his man. I I always think of just like uh, some fucking hillbillies in a swamp, fucking uh, just wrestling like in their fucking overalls or half button yeah. overalls just like They're like getting Ooh, getting all scratched up in the you, bushes you ain't like, never seen this folk style boy whistling through their missing tooth and shit while they're going yeah i imagine it just being this real silly like funky wrestling style it doesn't make any fucking sense but they're just these hardened country folk country boy make it work folk style what yeah. a name, huh? yeah right it does it just gives you that appeal doesn't it yeah um, yeah, I'm gonna. Maybe there's like a style of sex they could create. Folk style, folk style, folk style sex. Folk style well, sex. have you have you looked under under the categories on Pornhub for? No, but there like, must be yeah, a folk style. Folk style. I bet you there is. Are you gonna research folk style sex right now? I'm just gonna go on Pornhub. And yeah. I'm gonna go to the search bar and I'm just gonna type in you folk style and see what we get here. You go ahead and go on Pornhub and find that out. I'm going to go grab some more coffee real quick. All right. And uh, keep keep the people entertained. Hey, how's, so, how's, how's this look for a change of lighting? That's uh, that's good. It makes me look very noir. I like noir. Noir's good. We're going to go Batman for the rest of this. It's, uh, it's quite bright. Maltese Falcon uh, Batman. So I'm going to keep you guys entertained here as I take you on my journey into folk style. I'm on Pornhub. I just typed in folk style on the search bar, and I didn't quite get what I anticipated. I was thinking we were maybe going to get some hillbilly action. First thing that pops up, Asian office lady effed hard by male folks at different places. What an odd place to insert the word folks huh like when you hear folks like i'm gonna go see some really nice folks hey there's some there's some nice folks but to insert it into the title of such a heinous pornography video seems odd i would say asian lady asian office lady effed hard by male folks at different places and that's pretty much it. That's actually the only... Actually, no, there's another one. Here we go. Grown folks effing. Grown folks effing? Pretty much it. Oh, oh yeah, I, I like a, this angle a little I, bit more. I pointed the, out the, the absurdity. Uh, so I typed in folk style on Pornhub. And the first thing that pops up is Asian office lady effed hard by male folks at different places. And then I illustrated how absurd it is to insert that word into that heinous porn title. Right. Like typically if you use the word folks, you're talking about, hey, I know some really nice folks from well, this place. When I greet tables, I always say, Hey folks, how are we doing today? Right. Yeah. You're that not, is that's really bastardizing you're not that word. <laughs> into a disgusting, vile porno title like this. Yeah. That's really just distasteful. Read that again for, for the people who we may have. One more time for over. you guys. One, one more for this everyone. This is probably the fourth time I've read it. Asian office lady effed hard by male folks at different places. Wow. These were just a few folks just trying to... Just trying to fuck an Asian office they lady. They were looking for an Asian office different lady. Different places. <laughs> wow, isn't that something? Just some folks. What is the world coming to? 
Let's see. Apparently they're coming to folk porn. That's just fucking. <laughs> that's really. That's vile. They're 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 coming to Asian office ladies in folk porn. Makes me uh, sick. I I appreciate it. I think the more things people can jerk off to, the more the more different style walks of life we can respect. Hey, to to folk porn. Yeah, you know whatever. uh, So yeah, um, I just (laughs) I looked away to see if I could find something to cheers with, but I could not. There's empty glasses over there, but that's bad luck. So we're not gonna do that. Um, yeah, whatever blows your hair back, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Whatever you can put in an Asian office. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are we looking forward to that's coming out right now? Joker movie. I know we've talked Joker. about that a couple times. Yeah, uh, we went over Joker. I, yeah, we've we've already, you know. Oh, I saw the uh, trailer for this movie that Taika Waititi's coming out with called a uh, Jojo Rabbit. You seen the trailer? Oh, for that? I, I've I've passed by it. I haven't watched the trailer yet. It's a Jojo real Rabbit. goofy like a. Uh, it's like about Hitler and like the Nazi youth. Yeah, but they do it like a weird, almost like Wes Anderson you know style, like never, comedy. Never actually heard um, someone say Nazi without the T sound. Nazi, 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 Nazi. Yeah, yeah. Here we go, guys. Let's see what you have to say about that. If you think I say the word in weird, <laughs> Matt's got a problem with the word Nazi. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't say it like in Nazi. In Nazi. In Nazi. You know what? I don't uh, call it n either, okay? It's in. You literally just said in again. You said in, <laughs> as in... I'm going to punch I'm you in the face. walking into this room. Oh, N, N, N. N that's T. N, you did it. The letter N. He proved that he does N. have the vocal... He's not a dolphin, okay? Dolphins, in case you didn't know... Can't pronounce ins correctly. <laughs> well, there was a... There was an experiment... <laughs> Conducted by John Lilly, where they fed dolphins LSD. This is a true story. Radio Lab did a podcast mm-hmm. about it. This woman lived in a house with dolphins, and they fed him LSD. And one of the dolphins, my wife hates when I tell this story, by the way, because I've told it so many times. One of well, the dolphins never told it here, so. who displayed high, high levels of intelligence became fixated with the woman who was conducting the experiments and observing the dolphins. So she lived in this house in a bed that was suspended above the water while all the dolphins lived around her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this dolphin became fixated with her. And he was hyper-intelligent. And she determined that the only way... He was so sexually fixated and in love with her, she determined that the only way she would be able to test his intelligence and continue with the experiments was if she manually masturbated him every day. Oh, I have heard this. So that's what she did. And then crazy shit, not only do they have recordings of this dolphin attempting to enunciate words, but he doesn't they just don't possess the vocal capabilities. Uh, Fox P2 gene. Yeah. They 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 have like the like if the dolphin tried to say my name, Matthew, he would go, ah ew. So he was trying to say that but he couldn't do it. So he, they displayed like these high levels of intelligence, and this dolphin was so in love with this woman that when she left and they discontinued the experiments because they ended up getting in trouble, he committed suicide. And I didn't know that either. Not only do dolphins uh, commit suicide regularly, they also murder each other. Mm-hmm. They do. They they have all of the same all the things that make it yeah great being a human. <laughs> right, suicide, yeah. murder, all of the beautiful things, depression that are unique that actually well that we think are unique to being humans, but they're not. They're yeah. actually all the stuff that makes us human. Yeah, murder. That's suicides. why it's almost kind of funny when you hear like 
you know, like, when you hear somebody who's, like, vegan or vegetarian talk about, like, animals, and it's like, do you fucking realize how ruthless animals are? Oh, yeah. They're well, so goddamn ruthless. The one that gets me uh, is the the amount of animals that are killed with uh, with farming. like Oh, with the manufacturer of grain, so I know. Like, yeah, the manufacturer of grain. So it's like, we're at least we're eating the animals and getting something out of the ones that we're killing for meat. You right. know, like... Yes. The problem is life eats fucking life. You can't get away from that. If you no. want to be alive, you have to eat something that's alive and something has to die. Exactly. Plants, like there, I did. I, I listened to a radio lab on, um, on how plants communicate. can communicate. They and have they, underground they, networks yeah, of roots. The, the roots have these little, uh, cilia that grow off them that, um, they match the inner workings of the human ear. Yep. They're the exact same if, thing. If, they're, they're, if, they hear the way that, that humans hear. Yeah. But their hearing is way better. It's, they, it's <laughs> like fern gully. If yeah. one tree is chopped down, it sends out signals yeah. through a network to all the other trees yeah. that there's a potential danger. Yeah. So it's like, that's, that's yeah. When you they, get, have, they have defense mechanisms, exactly. too. Like, plants actually, uh, they let out phytotoxins when, when, when they hear that they're being, when they can hear the sound of animals eating the leaves. That's well, and that's also like, part of too, when you chop up, um, uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick talked about that, where she says that if you're going to eat, uh, like garlic or just anything, basically you should always chop up the vegetable first. If you eat it raw and then let it sit for 10 minutes, because then it actually, um, the plant will release those. I don't know if it was phytotoxins or what, I don't remember what it was called, but it actually releases. I just something. assume that phytotoxin is the right word because I know that has some. We'll with just plants. say it's phytotoxin. <laughs> it actually releases a chemical that makes the plant more digestible, because if you eat it raw, it has just like like anything else. It has a protective mechanism. It mm -hmm. doesn't. The plant doesn't want to be eaten. Right. Like any other living organism, it resists being hunted essentially so it's a real fucking shame but you don't get to be alive without fucking killing things no. inherently we are murderers to exist yeah that's how that's the, that is a cycle of life everything yeah. that is living lives off of the energy of something else yeah. totally is, respect anyone's decision to be vegan that's fine but don't give me shit for eating meat well the <laughs> stupidest all. the stupidest argument is when somebody says well you know, if you look at the construction of the human jaw, it wasn't meant to eat meat. And it's like, really? Why the fuck does it process meat so efficiently yeah. then? Why does why, your body why, digest why get... the amino acids yeah. found in meat as, more effectively and more bioavailably than, than it does with any broccoli. other protein yeah. on the planet? Like, the the fucking the vitamins in in most vegetables, more of that gets just destroyed in the, in the digestive exactly. process than... That's the thing like, that people don't... Did you know that the vitamins you get in a piece of meat are more bioavailable to you to than the vitamins you get in veggies? Yeah. You get and more vitamins from red meat. Yeah, and you, like a piece you of liver is going gonna, is gonna to give you more nutrition than like a fucking mountain of broccoli. A, a piece like, of liver is so... New, this is so... Is so new, it's, it's, people talk about like kale or spinach or whatever being a superfood. Liver, animal liver, is the most nutritious food on mm -hmm. the planet. Yeah. It has, like, enough vitamin K to last you for literally about a month. Yeah. It is filled... It is the highest source of beta carotene on and the planet. And it is... It's, like, 100% bioavailable. You eat that, and you're going to get 
yeah. all the nutrients out which of is, it. And if, you're, and if you're just taking it from a practical standpoint, when a pack of wolves kill a fucking deer... What piece of what part of the body they all fight over to get to first? The liver, because they know it is filled I was with nutrients. Say the testicles, but whatever. The testicles. Well, hey, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll munch on a nice pair of balls I'll, if I'll, I need to. I'll have to. a nice Rocky Mountain oyster if there's yeah. nothing else on the menu. I mean, I don't, I don't care. I don't care if the liver is more nutritious. I'll still take my balls over the liver. I'll any go day. for the balls every time. All these idiots are over here fighting over the liver. Isn't I got my choice of the what? Isn't that sick that monkeys when they like lose it when they attack people beat the shit yeah. out of you they will rip your nuts off? Oh yeah, they go they go straight they for the genitals, the hands, the eyes, the eyes. Then, yeah, because they know that's how you reproduce. Yeah, that's fucking vile. Yeah, vile creatures, man. Yeah, um, yeah, they did that to that that dude who survived. I can't remember. Like what the story was, some dude just recently got attacked by fucking chimps, and they just ripped him to shreds, and he he got fucking rescued. But like, for what, dude? He has no eyes, he has no genitals, he has no hands, no feet. He's just like a fucking, he's just like a like a mouth rolling. <laughs> call, around. Like, call me crazy, <laughs> but you take my eyes and my genitals, I might not want to live. Finish the job. That's all. You may I'm as saying. well kill me. Don't fucking rescue me. At that I point. basically have nothing to live for yeah. anymore. You take my genitals and my yeah. eyes. I'm I'm Here's all out a good of stuff. Question. Like, might be the best question I've ever thought of in my life. Genitals or your eyes? Pick one. Genitals or eyes? Fuck, man. That is really that is hard. a really hard one. What about like one nut and one eye? <laughs> <laughs> like a crisscross. You gotta go you take my right nut and my left eye. It's like a crisscross. Um, yeah, that's, fuck, that seems like a sweet deal compared to having to choose just one. Yeah. Fuck, dude, I'd, I'd have to think about, I'd have to ponder that long and hard, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's a really tough question. Uh, well, I mean, the thing is this, can live a pretty, like, there's a, there's a lot of blind people out there living pretty living full lives, lives and yeah, everything. That's true. How many eunuchs are out there with just all, just nothing that's true. Just scooped out that are really just having a good time going through life. Uh, I feel like I got to go with uh, I keep, agree. keep my genitals. And isn't um, that a funny thing? Because the the biological impulse to mate is so strong that you would give up anything for it. it really. It's like you lose your... Um, you, you essentially lose, like, your humanity when you lose it. There's a, there's a huge amount of your existence and identity as a human being that is I, taken away with that. Yeah. Like, it ultimately all is in some ways. Yeah. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, there's there's no other... That's why you do everything, essentially. Dude, sex is just, ways. like, the best. Did you I, get rid of that? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to second guess. I was just saying, there is one thing I would pick over sex. Just a really good massage, I might choose over sex. You say that now, but go a really long time without sex. And well, really yeah, all right. If it, was, if it was... But damn, dude, when you're getting like a real good massage, like where they oil you up and you're, you're, you're good to go... Is there so you give up your planet? genitals to have regular <laughs> great massage. I'm not saying that. I'm simply saying that if I lost my genitals... <laughs> you could still get massages. Massages wouldn't be a bad substitution. That would be... Actually, it would be a bad substitution, but it would be better than... I guess that would be what I would go to then. 
even though it's a different type of pleasure, but... Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, where else are you going to go, you know? Yeah, there's nowhere else to go. You're fucked. Well... And if you use... For lack of a better word. <laughs> if, you lose, if you lose your eyes, you can use echolocation. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen people doing that. Um, that, that kid with no eyes that um, plays basketball and he clicks his tongue. He's like, yep. For those of you that don't know, echolocation is a technique used by blind people to... Uh, Basically, you become Daredevil. They become Daredevil, yeah, from Marvel Comics. Yeah. They literally just go... And they can feel the vibration that Bouncing bounces back. off like, the sound. Like, like our friend the dolphin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Much like our murderous... Murderous, suicidal, suicidal friend the dolphin. Dear the friendly dolphin. friend, the, the friendly dolphin. Uh, the aficionado of a fine hand job, the dolphin. <laughs> the first time I saw echolocation was on the Ripley's Believe It or Not TV mm-hmm. show in, like, 1998. Mm-hmm. And they had this dude who was... They had him drive a car. They had him ride a bike. This guy could do everything. Mm-hmm. He had honed this technique so masterfully. Yeah, I, I remember that seeing that. Never. The guy the guy on the bike, and he's just going... Yeah, just clicking around. And he could do everything yeah. that fucking everybody else could do. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Just walking around, no cane or anything. He's just clicking, clicking his way through life. Will we ever see a blind UFC fighter <laughs> use this echo? Location? We already saw a uh, a, a one arm. We saw a no limbed. A uh, oh, that's yeah, right. Saw, he was a he was a like a Nebraska state wrestling champion. Yeah. Um, and I've heard different theories about him with what makes him do difficult you, to wrestle. Do you think that's legit though? Well, well, he's a wrestler though, right? Not a fighter. But he fought a he pro fought? MMA fight. Did he yes. win? I don't remember if he won. It was a long time ago, and I feel like the guy, the guy just kept kind of like sidestepping him and throwing like, like if, round if, hooks at him. Yeah. Here's he, the thing. He. This isn't me taking a jab at him. This is a fact. He's on all fours. Taking a jab at him, huh? <laughs> Man, that was really tasteless. No, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> he's he's on all fours, mm. so you can't throw knees at him, you can't kick at him, you have to punch him. That's the only thing you can throw at him. You know, uh, he is a... He has been wrestling for his entire life, so even without, like, limbs, he knows how to use his body to wrestle. He, he wins matches, so he must be able to do something, you know? Right. So yeah. he's an effective wrestler, so if you get too close to him, you're, you're putting yourself in range of, of his specialty... And the only thing you really do, you can't punch him in the back of the head. He's down here, so his targets aren't really open. He's a tricky guy to fight in that sense. So there's something to it. Right. But I'm not about to sit here and tell you that a guy with fucking no arms and legs is at an advantage. No. Yeah, that's just silly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you, the first thing I imagined in my mind, until you pointed out the fact that he's technically... A downed opponent. Yeah. The, but I just pictured somebody just running full speed and just like, like missile drop yeah. kicking him and like you can you can knee and kick him in like the ribs and stuff if you can you can post his head and you can come off to the side and and work. That's a psychological advantage in some ways though because nobody's really gonna want to unload on that dude. Right. That that was something else that people were saying too. It looks it's like the guy I remember. I think you, I remember. You'd have to be a heartless motherfucker to really just want to unload on that dude. Maybe he's a dick. Maybe he is a dick. Maybe he's super entitled. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. pampered him his whole life, and they're like, you know, maybe he's just had gotten everything he's ever wanted. Yeah, maybe he's a total prick. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. 
I wanted that little bit of silence. Really, all he is is a dick. Wow. And eyes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> God, poor guy. Yeah. No, Good he's for not, him, though. Fuck, he made it he's, work. He's also not a complete amputee. He's not just a torso. He has, like, he has like nubs on he's everything. Nubs, so he's yeah. got little, like, paddles to work with everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> It just any way you try and make it sound, it just comes out sounding even worse. He's got paddles to work with, little nubs, little paddles. Dude, you just see this guy lifting weights. It's cool. He puts like straps on his little nubs, and he just goes like. <laughs> he like, probably can deadlift a shitload dude, too because he's, he's super close dude, to the floor. He's, he's like vicious strong. Like that's what that's what everybody says about him. He's like he's just crazy fucking strong. He's well, a dude, little tiny ball of muscle. If you look at some of the best like Olympic weightlifters ever. They have really short levers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know their arms and legs are they no, look for borderline sure. deformed. So. Well, I, I was watching that. Um, I was watching that one armed uh, Muay Thai fighter the other day at work. They had uh, they had some old lion fights on, mm-hmm. and he was on there, and he had his. Uh, I, can't, I never fucking remember this dude's name, but yeah, he's the one armed dude, and he had the um, the fucking the glove strapped onto his fucking forearm, where his where his arm ends. And he just was fucking cracking this dude with it. It was just so gnarly. Like, mm. and I was just looking at it going, like, that's got to be just the craziest power. That's like landing an elbow. Yeah. It's just, it's just an inherently short cross every time. Like, boom! Like, Did you ever see, uh, there was a kung fu movie from, like, the 70s called Master of the Flying Guillotine? I, I know of it. I never watched it. I've tried to look it up. It's hard to find, man. It is. Uh... Where it's like a guy has the thing that he throws around. Yeah, and, like, yeah, and, and the main sh- character in the movie is a one-armed fighter. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very crudely done. Like, you can tell he clearly wasn't a one-armed fighter. But like, it's, it's also it it's, it's one of those campy, classic campy. kung fu movies. It is, like, yeah. I it, like uh, those. I like those. They're good. It, uh... What do you call it? It, um... I remember we ordered it through, you were talking about Netflix mail the yeah. year earlier. We Dude, they had a lot that. of those. That was where I saw a lot of a lot of that shit from. Somebody I was listening yeah. to the other day said that Amazon does that now. Do they? Where you can literally just oh. pick Rob Zombie under Rogan Yeah, podcast. you can have that. How fucking dope was he? I never thought, I never Dude, knew Rob, Rob Zombie, Zombie was so cool. He's cool as fuck. That yeah. was a very interesting podcast. That was one of my favorite ones I've ever, yeah. I've ever heard. Me too. And, and I never thought I would like Rob Zombie that much. He's just such a cool guy. You know how sometimes you'll just hear something and for some weird reason it makes sense? Mm. The moment when Rob Zombie said that he got his start as a PA on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Something about it just made sense. Something about that just is like... <laughs> Rob Zombie right. was a PA production assistant on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just him talking about New York. I really liked when he was talking about what New York used to be like. Mm-hmm. You know, he said he saw a dead body. His, I was just thinking about that on the way over here because I was, I was driving from work and I was over there by Skyway. And I remember when I was five years old... Me, my dad, and my brother were driving in that exact... Because I saw a, a bicyclist over there. There's always a lot of bicyclists out there. Mm. And I saw a bicyclist out there, and I was thinking about when I was five years old, I remember me, my dad, and my brother driving, and we found a dead bicyclist out there. Mm. He had just died. He had a heart attack. It's crazy. He was like a younger dude, too, from what I remember. Mm. He was like probably in his late 30s. He was or Ramon Decker's. Dude, he just was riding his bike, and he was just... We were the... It was so crazy. That's, that's we were, how Ramon Decker's died. Yeah. He was I'm, like... He was like... Had heart attack or something. He was just on his bike. He well, had so a fucking heart attack. We were just driving by in my dad's little truck, and this was like 1995 before cell phones. 
So, like, we're driving by, and my dad was like, what? Fuck, is that guy all right? So, he just pulls over, and me and my brother are just, like, standing there looking at him, you know? And the guy's just laying there in the gutter. Like, mm-hmm. he had just had a heart attack. So, my dad checked his pulse and everything, flagged down the next car, and then it was, like, a half hour before the cop got there. But just what a weird, random-ass memory. Yeah. You know? Just seeing the... the so shit, that's what's yeah. really cool about podcasts. You hear these different people and perspectives and everything, right. and it triggers things that you fucking mm-hmm. just wouldn't have even thought about. Yeah. Um, yeah. What tripped me out about Rob Zombie just right off the bat was how he had his voice is like interchangeable with Dave Foley. The whole time <laughs> I was listening to it, I just it thought is, like yeah. it sounds exactly like I'm Holy listening shit, to Dave I Foley. Holy shit, I never even picked up on that. Yeah. I, but you know what's funny, dude, is when I was listening to it, I... I remember because Dave Foley has a very distinct yeah, voice. Yeah, he does. That's I, why it was so yes, weird. Yeah. I remember thinking, who the fuck is Rob Zombie sound? I yeah. remember he just sounded familiar. One hundred percent, Dave Foley. Yeah, like, all the way. Yep. I love Dave Foley. I, yeah, I think he's Kids in the Hall, dude. I used to watch right. Kids in yeah. the Hall when I was younger. Yeah, they were always they were always dressed tape up. Worms. Remember they were always dressing, big. <laughs> they were always dressing up like women. Yeah. They always would. It was that weird Canadian humor. It was that. Well, it was like borderline Monty Python humor. Yes, it was like it was yeah. Canadian humor. Was like a mix of American and British humor. Very much. Yeah. I love Kids in the Hall, dude. That shit was great. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to like jump into that. Like you just caught me off guard with that fucking um, that Rob Zombie thing. You know, I didn't want to jump away from what we were getting into. Um, yeah, but what he said was you can order movies on Amazon. Mm-hmm that you can't find actual copies of or can't find them right. anywhere and they'll burn them to a disc and send yeah. them to you. That's super cool. It is cool. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been like my, cause I remember being like a teenager and there was movies like that that were like, especially in the horror genre. Yeah. There was movies that were like mythical, you know, right. I remember, uh, one that was, um, like cannibal Holocaust and cannibal oh, Fr- cannibal Holocaust that, is around. You could find that. Well, but there yeah. was another one called that, but, I was using that as an example, but there was another one that I really wanted to see that was called Cannibal Furox, which, like, came after, and I think it was inspired by it, but I remember, so what I would do, because these movies were so hard to find, you could go on, like, Kaza or LimeWire, Mm -hmm. and you could download the trailers to the movies. Yeah. So I remember I would just watch these trailers to these obscure, you know, gruesome, like, 70s horror movies, Mm -hmm. and just be wondering, like, ah, I wonder what that movie's like, you know, like... Well... Me and, uh, like, you know, my history of, like, just watching all the crazy movies that are just not available anywhere. Yeah. You're not going to find them at a video store. You're not going to, you know. Um, but I uh, I found this movie that it's not, I wouldn't call it, like, a really good movie. But for one of these, like, really dark, twisted, you know, horror movies, it actually was, like, kind of cool. It came out in probably, like, 2012 or something like that. When I was still living in Santa Maria, I watched it with my sisters. It was called uh, Necromentia, just stupid, generic, like, horror movie name. And um, it just had some really cool shit in it. It had some cool, like, scary scenes, like, really unique stuff. It was very, like, uh, it, it, was, it was really, really dark and unusual. And now you can't find it anywhere. It's not online anywhere. I can't fucking find any links to it. Well, that's kind of the weird thing about... Uh, so, it's, it's turning into one of those mythical movies that, like, if you know about it, you know it exists, you can find it, you can Google it, and it'll come up, but it's hard to find, like, actual watchable links to it. Yeah, I just I just Googled it right now. It yeah. kind of looks like a... Uh, 
Oh yeah, like Clive Barker. Yes, it's very Clive Barker. It's very Clive Barker inspired. It's Mm. very like demonic, and um, there's some like really twisted shit in it. There's a lot of blood, but it it had some really like unusual things that you just wouldn't expect. Like there's this opening scene where this girl is in like a torture room, and this guy is like he's like going through all of his like this guy with a mask on is going through all of his. fucking uh tools and everything and like he cuts her finger off and like there's like metal music playing and you're like okay this is some fucking torture scene this guy's gonna be the murderer or whatever and then he cuts the music and then he cuts the girl down and then she's like with her finger like hanging from a thread she goes to her purse and like pulls out some money and gives it to him mm-hmm. like you know it's just like weird shit like that and um it's funny, when you go to Rotten Tomatoes for it, the very first review that I came across, it was a user review. Because this movie is so obscure that they don't have critic reviews right. for it. Oh, of course not. No, it's um, much too obscure for that. But the first one that they, they have, the guy says, This may be the most disturbing, darkest, satanic, evil, crazy, sadistic horror movie I have ever seen. The door, The story is just so dark. Yeah. So basically he said what I had to say about <laughs> the movie probably has the most disturbing characters I have yeah. seen in a very long time. It's very like, it really, yeah, there's, there's a scene where a, a demon visits like a, um, a teenager who's like, uh, he's, he's like special. I don't know if he's like supposed to be autistic, but he's, he, he's really, really poorly plays an autistic kid. If that's what it is. He's just very, he's like, He's very, um, just LD. He's hardcore LD. (laughs) Do you ever watch any of, um, Jeremy Solnier's movies? No, I don't know who that is. I may have seen... He did, uh, I've only seen two of his movies, but he did Green Room and Blue Ruin. I watched, uh, Green Room. I didn't see Blue Ruin. Did you like Green Room? I liked it okay. I wasn't, I wasn't that, I I give it a seven. I, I wasn't too wrapped up in it, but it, it was entertaining enough. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel anything exceptional from it. Um, I liked uh, I liked that they played Nazi punks fuck off because I was a big. That was pretty cool scene. Like, that was a really cool yeah. scene, and it was like perfectly like timed. And, yeah. Like, um, like that one was a cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no shit. <laughs> yeah. That, um, the, I I did like how they were some they were a group of like I I liked how it it um it contrasted the fact that they were like some like fucking little bitch kids that thought they were fucking hard because they were players right. and yeah. then they got dropped into the real world and of, like yeah. real hard people exactly like, that that movie did have some really. The way that they, some of the kills in that movie, the context, yeah, of, it was really like stomach turning. It was pretty gritty, pretty stomach turning. Like when a kid, when the kid gets a gets his arm hacked up by yeah, the ugh. machete, that part. That, even just thinking the, about his, that, I'm like, ooh. can you believe that? That's the guy who ran himself over with his yeah, arm. Anton yeah. Yelchin. Yeah, that was he, a Green Room. I think was the last movie yeah, that they released I, with I, him. I think that was his last movie. Uh, yeah, sad story. But he was a good actor. He, he was like he was really good in Green Room. Like that scream that he does when they're hacking his arm up. Like they're oh, super. Yeah. Like that was the part that really made that scene really gruesome. It made that really like stomach turning. Was he? He he sold it with his reaction. Yeah, it. Uh, Goddamn, he, Patrick he really Stewart. Did. 
And he was, uh, yeah, then they got Patrick Stewart as the evil dude. Yeah, like, how about that, right? And then the, dude, you know what the, other than the him getting his arm hacked, which was ugh, just brutal, was the scene where the kid is, uh, the drummer, I think it was, he's trying to escape through the window. Yeah. And they cat, and it's like, oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah, that had some brutal shit in it. Um, you guys should check that out. If you get he was the, uh, the drummer was the, um, he John, John Boy from, uh, from uh, Peaky Blinders, yeah. Remember he does jujitsu. He does. He does jujitsu. He like, has the guy. That's how they. That's how they secure the guy. He just yeah. puts him in an armbar. He's like, I just hold this, pull it back. Yeah. Arm snaps. <laughs> it was kind of cool to see yeah. them do that because that's basically if you did have a guy who had any training and then everybody else yeah. in the room didn't train at all, that's pretty much what would happen. Yeah. You know, like he would just, yeah. Wouldn't know how to defend it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean that that would, that would work fine. Just snap that fat dude's arm off, and mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty. For for those of you who have who have never had your arm broken, it's pretty debilitating when you get your arm broken. Not yeah. only is that arm at that point useless, you're in a shit ton of pain. Yeah, it fucking hurt. I I had both both of my elbows have been broken. Mm-hmm. So like. When I was five, I broke my right elbow. I fell off the top of the bunk bed and tried to block my landing. Oh, no. And they had to do emergency surgery on this one and put, like, pins in it. So that's why yeah. I have that long scar there. Yeah. I barely remember that. But I do remember distinctly breaking my left elbow when I was 10. And I was doing professional wrestling with my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just watched WWE SmackDown. Well, that's when you want to do professional wrestling. He went to go perform a DDT on me. And if you guys remember the way The Rock did a DDT, The Rock had a very distinct DDT. He would headlock you, and then he would, like, kick his leg out as he DDT'd you. It was like a real snap. Yeah. So we were doing that style. And he went to snap back, but I wasn't prepared for it. So then as we were going down, I went to block it with my left arm. And I still, till this day... Like, you know how when you snap your neck and it goes... It was like that times 20. Like that, but way louder. Mm-hmm. Way, just cr- I remember feeling the crunch. Just the... And then I just remember like being... I think I went into shock. I remember I just grabbed yeah, my arm and I just... What happens. I just popped right up and ran into the house. And I was laying there on the couch and I was like, Dude, I don't know. I think you fucking broke my arm. I don't know. <laughs> Like, well, he was such a little dickhead, too. He wasn't even apologetic about no. it or nothing. And I was like, I can't fucking wrestle anymore. And I, the funniest part about it is right before my dad left the house, the first thing that he said, he was coaching Babe Ruth baseball at the time. And the first thing that he says when he leaves the house, he goes, Matthew, don't be doing any fucking wrestling. <laughs> Swear to God, last words. And that's, I break my heart. Perfect. He comes home. And I laid there under, I was so afraid to tell my dad my arm was broken because of his reaction that I laid under a blanket for five hours with a broken arm and it was throbbing. It felt like I had a heartbeat in my arm. It was just going, and I was just laying there like this, holding it. And he comes home and he was like, Hey, what's wrong? I was like, Oh, I'm just not feeling good. Stayed under the blanket. So then my brother got, I broke my arm at like four that afternoon. My brother got home at 10 that night. And he walks in, and I was like, dude, I think I broke my arm. And he was like, well, let me see it. And he wasn't thinking it was going to be that bad. And he was like, fuck. <laughs> was like, dude, you need to go to the hospital. That's broken. It was like my little skinny 10-year-old like fucking yeah. Lexington steel-sized arm 
was swollen like as big as a softball. Yeah. And he was like, so then he called my mom. My mom comes right home. I was like, I don't want you to tell dad. My dad comes out. What's the first thing he does? God damn it, Matthew, I told you not to be fucking wrestling. He did exactly what I thought he was going to do. Yeah. He comes and he looks at my arm. He was like, it's broken. Take him to the hospital. Broken. And that was it. Get him out of here. And they fucking... Put him in the trash and get a new one. It's yeah. broken. <laughs> Throw him away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I The most painful break I ever had is actually a dislocation. Um, so... I've had a bunch of little breaks all over my body. I've fortunately never, like, broken a big bone. I've never had a full, like, boom, clean break on anything. It's just little shards, little, like, snaps. And But the uh, the worst one that I ever got, like, most debilitating was uh, what the doctor described as a Les Franck dislocation. Mm. I don't know how it got that name, what that means. But what a nice. Les Franck dislocation. Yeah, it's very poetic, right? It's mm-hmm. Sounds very European, very classy dislocation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that is, is uh, on your foot. I don't know, is it the tarsal or the, the metatarsal? Which one is it? For your that, foot, it would be your, your tarsal. It would be your tarsal, the one that goes all the way up to the ankle. So what happened was, I was in wrestling, and I tripped on a, uh, on a, a, um, on a split, a divot between two mats. Mm-hmm. And I fell on my ass with my foot vertical, and the guy that I was wrestling with fell on my foot and rotated it all the way over and so my my ankle sprained and then but with the sprain of the ankle that little tarsal just popped out oh and the doctor when we went he was just like well there's nothing you can do about it you just have to let it heal and did they pop it back in or did it you can't you just have to let the you have to let the muscles heal around it you can't pop that back in did um that's a i feel like i've heard of that before isn't that something that's like really, the reason why it's called the less front, it's very common in a certain activity of some kind. I, I think have no that's idea. a thing. I never researched it. It's kind of um, like you know when you hear about people getting the um, like the Tommy John surgery. Baseball players get that a lot. Some piece, baseball players they they all have to the pitchers specifically have to get this like Tommy John surgery for mm-hmm. their arm from throwing. But I think less front is tied to some other sport that it's common in or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, it sounds very, very civilized. Maybe it's like polo or something. Yeah, yeah that's what it sounds like. It would be. I was thinking tennis. <laughs> Maybe I was tennis, trying to run down sports often, in my mind. How often are you, are, are you popping your... Well, I guess tennis, you probably dislocate your ankles a lot. There's a lot of, like, running around. And, yeah, you could break them ankles in tennis. Tennis could be a place for that. I just feel like it's more of an upper body thing, because that's True. what you're really focused yeah. on. Um, tennis elbow. Yeah, know, tennis elbow. A, yeah. yeah, but... Uh, yeah, that I my foot was fucking useless. I was on crutches for a while off that. Like I couldn't I couldn't walk. I didn't do shit. I was fucking miserable. Um, it's all purple and ugly and swollen. Have um, you uh, remember that there was a, a few years back? It was probably like six or seven years ago. There was a uh, UFC fighter that uh, broke his dick. Sex with his girlfriend. True story. Yeah, wait. <laughs> he broke his dick off. Off? Yes. Like not. Well, all right. I should clarify. You can't. I don't think you can just full blown break your dick off of your body. Like boom, gone. But he broke. You can break your. Yeah, dick. I've heard you could break your dick. So right. his girlfriend was riding him. Suppose. Yeah. And this is true story. His girlfriend was riding him reverse cowgirl, and she broke his dick. Yeah. 
and then she promised him a threesome as an apology for it. Yeah? You break my dick? I better be getting a little more than a threesome. Yeah, a threesome isn't going to cover it. <laughs> I'm going to need a gangbang. Not what? on myself. Wait, no, wait. What? Wait. <laughs> just just in numbers. We're just talking numbers. <laughs> I'm going to have to have to clarify yeah. that. You have to get I don't want to be the one getting banged in the gang. By the gang. <laughs> I'm here for the gang. Bang. I don't want to get banged by the gang. I want to be banging a gang. I want to gang. I want to bang a whole gang. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let me see if I can find that story. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm not really sure why this. I'm not sure what what the significance of. Yeah, Ray LB, this fucking dude. Broken penis, MMA fighter Ray Elby. This guy was on the Ultimate Fighter. Hmm. Yeah. Ultimate Fighter suffers broke broken penis. Dick, broke dick, broke dick, <laughs> Suffered a horrendous injury while having sex with his girlfriend recently. Essentially breaking his penis and passing out from the pain. Yeah, I mean, that sounds horrible. Wow. Man, that's a that's something else. He was having sex with a girlfriend who was on top. She, when she bounced on a little too high and crunched his erect penis, <laughs> according to Ray, his penis was fractured and blood was uh, everywhere. Ray says he immediately passed out from the pain. Holy shit! Jesus Christ! <laughs> right, wait a minute. The fucking whoever wrote whoever wrote this fucking article deserves a Pulitzer Prize. The fighter says he learned a hard lesson from the experience and will never let his girlfriend be on top ever again. <laughs> Obi also explained, in an attempt to make it up to me, my GF has promised me, me a threesome of my choice when we get back to the Philippines, which usually has some solid talent. <laughs> Ray Elby, man. What a guy. I like the way he describes the women in the Philippines as solid talent. Solid talent. I, I like that. Yeah, this is, a, this is an article that's going to be... Yeah, this is Bleacher Report. This is going to be yeah. like, a lot of people are going to see this. He's like, yeah, there's a lot of talent in the Philippines. <laughs> it was originally on TMZ. This okay. was from, uh, I'm trying to pull up what year this was from. I believe it was uh, 2012. God. So yeah. it was actually like. They even got a picture of this dude on the street. So they didn't just, they didn't just, it wasn't like internally broken. Like it's, oh God, she bounced no. and crunched. That's. I'm picturing like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> no. This dude's dick. It's just spraying blood like a fire hose all over. God, that's so horrible. Oh. How do you recover from something like that? Like, I don't think that you do. <laughs> I, I think you have a John Wayne Bobbitt penis. No, you ever seen like, John Wayne Bobbitt's penis? I've heard of it. I don't. I don't want to see it. You have to see it. Now uh, you have to see where it. It's like it's got like a fucking pump on it. Well, he did. John Wayne Bobbitt. Did a porno. That's <laughs> Franken penis. John yeah, Wayne, I know. He did a porno, a whole porn, with his Franken dick. And he uh, went on Howard Stern to promote the movie. Yeah, that was, was really sad. Howard Stern was just clowning him about his dick the whole time. Um, poor guy got his, already got his dick chopped off. Yeah, I know. That's about, that. that's. Yep, there it is. Reattached. So it's a Franken penis, all right. I mean, it's very obvious. That doesn't do it justice. Oh, man. Yeah, something else, huh? He can't even really get it, like, hard, yeah. too. I mean, it doesn't... You get your dong chopped off, it's never going to work the same way right. again after that's that. sort of the thing. It's just really sad. Yeah, that's yeah. fucked up, man. Oh, that's the worst one. <laughs> that's the worst one. Because you can clearly see where it was... Yeah. 
That's rough, man. That's pretty fucked up. There's been a lot of genital mutilation happening in this episode. Uh, we've this is pro- oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna get rid of this. Yeah, this right, this is probably the, <laughs> this is probably the deepest we've ever gotten into um, genital, genital mutilation, mutilation in specific. Yeah. We should I just like- call this episode "Genital Mutilation." Oh, man, we I don't think mutilation. anybody's clicking on it if we call yeah, it. If that. we call it "Genital Mutilation," it's it's either gonna get a lot of clicks or none at all. Yeah, <laughs> that Brazzers episode that we the one that we like wrote Brazzers on it that one got like I know isn't that funny? That's yeah, fucking. Hilarious. We had an episode we did that it was, was it was titled, complete audio. It's like what did people think they were gonna get? It was like, total <laughs> audio. It was a YouTube yeah. video, and it has like substantially more views. Yeah. Because it had Brazzers in the title. Yeah. <laughs> just because it has Brazzers in the title. That just goes to show you sex sells. Sex sells. Who's buying? Uh, not the people who picked eyes over penis, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not buying. Mm-hmm. They just want to That would be videos. a good poll. I would like people to really <laughs> comment on that and let us know. You go on... Penis or eyes? Yeah, eyes or penis, guys. I think basically every guy is gonna say eyes. Women, though, what if you had it? What if you reversed it and told women choose between your vagina, your vagina, and your eyes? I think most of them would choose their eyes, probably. I don't know. It's I mean, neither of us are women. It's really hard for us to comment on that. Uh, I know a lot of women, and I feel confident in speaking for them and saying (laughs) they're picking eyes. Most women I know are comfortable being told what they think by men. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the point I was trying to make. Is yeah. that, you know, as long as we say it, it's probably what the women are yeah. going to agree I, with. I anyway. feel like I can speak for them. Yeah. I've got I, sisters... I teach Pilates, okay? Oh, that's true. You're I basically... Have, yeah. I, I'm basically... You basically run a stable of women. That's, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all right. So um, that's that puts us at pretty close to an hour and a half. Do you have anything else you want to do uh, talk about today? This yeah. one has been sort of just a free run episode. Shit just yeah. got weird on this one. Yeah, it was fun though. I had a good time. Uh, back and bone show, back at you. Uh, follow our shit. So you know, like, subscribe, follow. Yeah. Share, so that we can get some attention because we clearly need it. We're lonely. Yes. Um, anyone out here in, uh, Santa Maria, AG, up to slow and shit, I'm doing, uh, doing Muay Thai, teaching martial arts out in the area, mm-hmm. get with me, people, and, uh, little, sweet little Matthew here, show, show him your, show him your sweater, represent Always. yourself, oh, get, yeah, get this, this microphone out of the way, this yeah. is the gym that I train out of, but my classes are called Core 4, so if you ever want to come take one of my classes, look for Core 4 on MindBody, yeah. um, Get our get our social media, Bone Catron, Instagram. Always pick, what did we learn from today? You're listening to the back and bone. Always pick your bone over your eyes and listen to this podcast with your ears. As long as you don't lose your ears, mm-hmm. you can always listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. With your bone still intact. With your bone intact. You don't need your eyes. The back and bone show, we respect your decision to keep your bone. <laughs> We support that. We support that. (laughs) All right.